Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of Hugh Spotlight. So, <laughs> Superman, the Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. Who am I talking about? But it is the Crash Test Dummies. And I am so honored and happy to have live in studio Mitch Dorch and via Zoom and virtually. And you know what? It's just like having you here. I've got Brad Roberts and Ellen Reed, and thank you so much for taking this time out. But hey, congratulations all around. Thank you. Brand new song, Sacred Alphabet. But more than that, your music is more alive and more relevant than ever before. So since you're here live, Mitch, you can start the conversation. More relevant and, uh, than ever? <laughs> well, how so? How so? I think, though, I think people really are going back to their roots, so to speak, to bands that they listened to before. And we're seeing a, a resurgence of a lot of these older bands coming back to life, playing their songs. And you know what? The key, though, is also changing with the times and coming up with new sounds and new music. And that's something that Crash Test Dummies has always done. Well, <clears throat> I would say... I, I Now, <laughs> get tongue-tied in these situations. Um, first of all, I'm surprised at how many Crash Destiny's fans have resurfaced. Everywhere we go, crowds are much bigger than I think that they're going to be. People are really uh, taking in the new material. They're liking it. The, the fans are growing with us, which mm -hmm. is really quite surprising. Um, just because you don't expect to resurface and, and, and have people show up. You know, you kind of think it's going to be the, the, the diehards that never made it. But no, they, they, they've been coming out in droves and that part of it has been wonderful. You know, with Sacred Alphabet coming out, yeah, um, I think it's indicative that, that the band has always followed, it, it, we've always been our own Pied Piper. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, mostly due to Brad just being true to himself and not necessarily trying to write a hit, but trying to write a song and uh, it, it, people have embraced that. I mean, Crash Test Dummy fans have really embraced that. I haven't really been, I, I've been really busy and I haven't been able to keep my ear to the ground in terms of how the <laughs> tune is doing streaming and Spotify and getting into playlists and everything else. But from what I understand, the, the, the fans have been really soaking it up. I think Ellen would be more up to date with what's going on. All right, Ellen, you can jump in and you can give us all the social media lowdown well, I haven't checked the numbers today, but um, as from what I understand, and I, I don't know what good numbers are, but what from the young people tell me, um, we're doing really well. <laughs> we're getting lots of good streams, getting added to a lot of playlists. So it's it's all been very positive, very positive response. Oh, amazing. Okay, Brad, the secret, although you'll probably never tell us the answer, but uh, through all of these years and... I'm thinking the music is multi-generational now. Am I wrong? For Crash Test Dummies. Yeah, you're exactly right. As a matter of fact, at our shows, we have three streams of people. We have original fans, and then we have their kids, and then we have their kids. So it's three generations, that are, and it's quite nice to see. Well, and you know, maybe we can uh, talk about this, because this has come up multi-generational music and beforehand it was you know no I want to be I want to make the sound that is now that is popular 
Uh, Alan, what do, what, how do you feel about that? And I think that it must bring a different sort of energy to your shows, right? If you think about when the band was at its height, right? And there is one sort of demographic of fan in the audience. Well, it's, it's much different now. We're playing very different venues. But, you know, when back in the day, uh, we played huge venues. But a big chunk of those people were coming to hear one song. Mm-hmm. Now we're playing smaller venues and our fans know the words to every song, even the new ones. So um, I wouldn't go as far to say uh, quality over quantity because a fan is a fan, but um, it's a very different, a, a very, there's more engagement there, you know, they're, they're definitely more into it. So it's, it's a lot more rewarding in a way. Yeah. So Mitch, you've been on, on tour now back again. Is it the same or is it, I mean, obviously the audience is different. I mean, even for yourself, though, getting back into the game. Um, I wouldn't say so much the same because we're not dealing with a lot of the elements that we had to deal with before. Before we had record companies that were wanting to know where we were, what we were doing. They were crunching numbers, uh, the size of venues. We were dealing so much with uh, outside promoters, Mm -hmm. uh, like just the, the whole machine itself. And now it's less of a machine and, 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 and more of a, 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 I would say a luxury tour bus, but it's not a luxury tour bus. It's a, it's a, it's a Toyota Sienna and uh, we all fit in it. But, uh, you know, we're playing every night and we're, and we're not stressed uh, from, from dealing with the machine all day long or, or mm-hmm. all week long, which is fabulous. And when we take the stage, we're able to deal with our fans uh, because they're there, uh, as Ellen said, not to hear the one song, but they want to hear all the songs. And it always surprises me that they're shouting for songs that we're not playing. You know, <laughs> they, they, want, they want to hear songs off every album, which yeah. is which is absolutely fabulous. So it's not it's not the big media push like it used mm-hmm. to be. We're able to just do what we want to do, and that makes everybody far more relaxed in, in, in how we approach a show. Wow. So Brad, I mean. You've had Crash Test Dummies, you had a solo career, now the band is back. What is sort of, I guess, everybody's mind space now? I mean, Mitch just uh, made reference that it's, you know, everybody seems comfortable. Uh, You're playing to a different audience now. Is the pressure still there for you or is it now kind of you're at a a good place? Whereas you guys are just having fun on stage. Mitch really put it well in that we, uh, I was particularly affected by the so-called machine, as Mitch put it, um, because I was constantly doing press. Like, I'd get up at 8 in the morning and I'd start doing interviews every 20 minutes on the phone until noon, and then I'd drive for hours, and then we'd get there and I'd have more press to do, and then it's just constant, constant, constant. And I'm very grateful for it in retrospect, you know, like that had to have, I had to go through that to get a, a song that big, <laughs> but um, it was trying. And um, now when we go on the road, it's just such a different vibe altogether. It's exactly like Mitch spoke. Of, oh. uh, you know, um, there's just so much less pressure in the business world that we have to deal with it. It's just a a real joy. Oh, well, that's so good to hear. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to say, because I can, because you guys are virtual, 
So, uh, Brad, you're freezing up a little bit. So maybe just re, re come, um, you know, come back in because I hate to have this whole interview and and you're little <laughs> frozen in time. So, yeah. So no, no worries. You jump back in, uh, Ellen. I guess mm. now the new music, the songwriting, and you know, just putting together the songs now. Is the process different? Or is it the same to you in that respect? Well, as far as the recording of, of the song, it, it was quite a bit different. You know, back in the day, we would all have to, you know, get together for rehearsals and then and then go into a studio and you know spend all sorts of time and money. But we all recorded our parts in different cities. Uh, technology is is has advanced in, to the point where we can can do that kind of thing, which is great because I'm I really don't want to be in the same room with Mitch for an extended period of time. But uh, yeah, so I recorded my parts here in uh, in Toronto. Brad did the beds in in New York, and Mitch and Dan recorded in in uh, Winnipeg. Wow. So it, yes, you oh. know the beauty of technology, and I guess too. For yourself, Mitch, uh, you know, getting back to playing. I know it's like riding a bike. You never forget. Is that correct? <clears throat> you know what? It took us a, a couple of days to uh, sort of get back in the saddle. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit easier than it was, kind of like the riding the bike thing. Mm -hmm. um, but every everybody capturing the, the, the energy together. Uh, the first few shows, I think... Maybe not from the audience perspective, but definitely from our perspective. I think everybody was riding a little rough. And, <laughs> uh, but by the time the fourth show came along, uh, everything just kind of fell into place. And then everything was effortless after that. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely effortless. I, of course, you know, dealing with Ellen is never effortless. But uh, <laughs> it was an effortless venture. And, I, I mean, my bandmates, they all bring everything to the table. They bring 100% every night. Uh, wow. So when when you've got everybody giving a hundred percent every night, you're forced to give a hundred percent. Like you you just uh, forced is the wrong word. Right. Uh, you're just you're enabled to give a hundred percent. Well, that's good. On 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 a nightly basis. Uh, so there was never like I say the first few shows maybe mm -hmm. whew, you know kind of like a few saddle sores, but apart from that, <laughs> uh, it, it's it was rock and roll right, right through, and oh, wow. it, and it was fantastic. Like it just felt, yeah, I, I could do this every night effortlessly. It's wonderful. Ah, oh, so exciting! The life of rock stars. Uh, Brad, let's talk about the band. Okay, so you've got Ellen, you've got Mitch, you've got Dan, and yourself back. Are there new people too involved? Well, we do have a new person involved. His name is Leith Fleming Smith, and he's a keyboard player. Um, and I can't say enough good things about this guy. We, we hit the road with him for the first time recently. And in the first song, he got a standing freaking ovation for the solo <laughs> that we played. It couldn't have been a more warm recommendation to the band than to have, you know, have his first night go like that. He's yeah. just tremendous. Wow. And, um, so I'm really happy to have him. We also have on board uh, Stuart Cameron. Stuart Ham Cameron plays guitar, but he's been with us for quite a bit longer. Leith is the new kid on the block. Well, you know what? It's so nice, though, to introduce new people to work with you guys. And I think, too, um, we were just talking about the new music, uh, Brad, and I guess your process now 
for songwriting. I, that has changed or no? Yeah, it has changed. I've been um, studying classical composition techniques with a uh, teacher and I've basically gone back to music school. <laughs> back to the music school I never went to to begin with. <laughs> and, um, and it's really changed the way I approach writing and it's, it's been a blessing. It's been com uh, it's reinvigorated my, pro my uh, I was gonna say my process, but that sounds so pretentious. It really just has made my music more exciting for me. Oh. I'm doing it in a, I'm writing in a different way and a, a different, different approach. Well, and you know what, that's so refreshing and I think to have this opportunity at this point in life and to be able to do what you love to do, nothing better than that, I don't think, Mitch? I absolutely. I, I can't, I can't stand tall enough for being able to do what you love doing. <laughs> I, I, re I really can't. I, I'd like to add on to what Brad was bringing yeah. up in terms of something that the dummies always did. Uh, Brad was always, would, could always work on a piece of music and uh, whenever he thought that he'd brought it to as far as he could, he'd kind of throw it out to us. He'd just kind of, you know, like throwing in a meat into a bunch of pit bulls and, <laughs> and just say, you know, here, have at her, you know, make the song better and, and, and if you can, great, if you can't, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, let's all work together to, to bring this up. And even with Sacred Alphabet, he, he still uh, kept that same, uh, you know, modus operandi. Uh, you know, once, yeah. he had it, once he had it done, uh, he still threw it to us for, for our two cents. And, <laughs> and to say, hey, if you can make it better, fantastic. And, and if you can't, it's not a problem. And if you think you can and you don't, that's okay too. There's, you know, it's just, so it really, it really uh, shaped, I think, a lot of what, what was Crash Test Dummies before. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's maintained that, you know, just by not being all tied up and saying, you know, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, right? It's just like if we can make it better, make it better. Yeah. So that's something that hasn't changed uh, yeah. a lot in, in terms of how Brad's approaching stuff. Well, you know what? And Okay, so let's talk about finding your, your niche market. And obviously, I guess maybe Crash Test Dummies now has found it when we've been using the phrase multi-generational. Where do you see your music and does that make a difference where your music or who is listening to your music and how popular you are? Ellen. Um, I, th I think at, at this stage in the game, I don't think we have any illusions about, you know, filling stadiums. I, at least I don't. I don't know about you guys, but I <laughs> and I, I don't think that that's necessarily a negative thing. Um, I think the... I think we're just very lucky to be able to go out again and play to the people who want to come. Um, like I said, quality over quantity. You know, I, yeah. I'd rather have a room of 500 people singing along to every song than to, to play to 5,000 where half of them are in the back drinking and talking to, to each other. <laughs> no, yeah, aren't we used to that? Brad, uh, how do you feel? And, you know, it is, is fame that important anymore? Well, I certainly had my day in the sun as far as fame went. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it was a decidedly mixed experience, I have to say. I mean, I was extremely grateful and happy. And, um, but it was also a real pain 
Like it became difficult to live in my hometown, for example, because I, I couldn't go anywhere without being recognized. And, you know, I was kind of hounded. Couldn't really go out for dinner. So people just sit down at the table and start talking to me. Just <laughs> fine. But, you know, when you're on a date or out with your yeah. family or something, you kind of want to have a little me time. No so uh, I ended up, I ended up moving, but that wasn't a bad thing either. And if I hadn't got so famous, I wouldn't have been able to move to New York City. And if I hadn't moved to New York City, I wouldn't have met my beautiful wife. There you go. There you go. And we'll talk about her, too, in a few moments. How about you, Mitch? Are you talking about... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got, rock star I got, again. I got rock taken star. by, by <laughs> Ellen's cat. Oh, That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ellen's cat will be joining the tour, too, as well. Yes. Yes, she will. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So where do you want to be right now? Like as far as, you know, your personal goals or whatever with the band? Well, as far as the band goes, I, I, I think what we're doing is wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. I, we're, we're playing anywhere between uh, 600 and 1600 seat theaters. Uh, uh, people are coming out. And as Ellen says, uh, like they all know the songs and they're, they're there because they want to see the band and the band is there because we want to play and we want to give them, you know, what we do. Mm -hmm. And, and that's great. I, I mean, I, every night we finish a show and, and I, and I feel good. Uh, I'm not worried about album sales and not worried about all those kinds of things that go with it. Right. Uh, I'm just, I'm really happy that we're, that we're able to play. And, and Ellen generally acknowledges to our audience every night how full of gratitude that we are that we do get to go out and play and that people are still coming out to shows and you know sometimes those shows are like nine o'clock <laughs> i know that's, that's oh. close to bedtime yeah we're, wasn't there a sort of a suggestion i think it was jamie lee curtis that suggested concerts start like in the afternoon yeah so then you're done by dinner time you know and then you could go out after for a nice dinner and talk about the show that you just experienced. So and there might be something into that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> For um, us baby boomers that need. Yeah, that Ellen it. would be great with it. I, I, yeah. You know, she's, she's, got a, she's got a cross stitching thing that she needs to do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when she's, able to, she's, able, she's able to do that, then life is grand. Okay. Uh, but you know what, in, just in terms of like, you know, what do I want? Uh, yeah. I, I think what we're doing is, is perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, to to because the other side of it too is if we started playing larger venues, we started doing all these things. Then there's there's a whole ton of stuff that comes with that too. Yeah. And and uh, th this is kind of like us playing in our living room every night, and, and it's and it's wonderful. Yeah. And I and I I have to acknowledge that we I think we now right now in this last tour uh, between Stuart and Leith and and uh, Wayne O'Connor, which works our, our front of house. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and uh, Devin, who's been is new to the band in terms of looking after our monitors and everything else. When you've got a crew uh, that is like spot on, like they have been in this last tour, that just levels up our whole ability to 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 be uh, you know crash test dummies every night. Yeah, you guys get to be in the moment and no distractions, and that is like the perfect the perfect uh, you know opportunity, and to enjoy that is is just so good. Okay, so Sacred Alphabet, we're going to premiere the lyric video, which is unbelievable. Uh, Brad, I'm going to let you talk about the story behind the song. I'm not going to say anything about it because, like, it's Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> true and true. <laughs> it's totally, it, it shocked me. 
it, but in a good way, in a good way. So Brad, yeah, the story behind Sacred Alphabet. Uh, well, the Sacred Alphabet is, uh, deals with what the universe was like before there was language, which is uh, kind of an insane topic for a lyric, but it <laughs> seems to work. And um, I've always been interested in the history of ideas and um, I hadn't really been able to put it into lyrical form until this song came along and it's kind of opened a vein. I'm, I'm now writing another one that was a companion piece. Um, but, cool. um, as you mentioned, the, the lyric video is, uh, is kind of nice because it's all about the lyrics on the video and yet the video looks so beautiful, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, and I, why is that? <laughs> and that would be because my lovely wife did the, uh, artwork for it. Um, she did the artwork for our album cover and, um... Then that got turned into video material, and she had done the artwork in layers, so they were able to separate out different visual elements and recombine them and put them into motion and took basically what was a static image and made a video out of it. I was very impressed. Well, it is totally gorgeous, and it just works so well with the song. Before we go, though, um, you know, I guess parting words. Uh, there's so many fans that know the Crash Test Dummies before, and there are new fans that know the Crash Test Dummies now. What would you like to say to all of the folks out there right now as to far as, you know, like even trying, come out and, and see us for the first time? Or you might have heard this song, but we've got so many new ones to be heard. So, Ellen, I'll let you. What would I say to potential new fans? Well, you pretty much, uh, you know, hit the nail on the head. You know, if uh, I think if you like our old stuff, you're you're going to like anything new that that we have to come. Um, and as far as you know, luring new fans to us, um, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I don't know why we got successful in the first place. It was kind of lucky, but uh, well. We're, we're just lucky to have the fans we have. We're, we're lucky that, that people in Winnipeg supported us early on. We're lucky that, you know, we, we had good people at our record company. We were, were lucky that we got played on radio in, in key markets. So um, how to lure new people, entice new people to hear it, I don't know. We don't have that big machine anymore. Um, I don't know. Just come and see us. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> You'll no, know come, come and look at the old people on stage. Have a good one. <laughs> How about you, Brad? Uh, I think Ellen's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my take on it. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think she's right. I don't. We're not about to make new fans, except for the ones that we've made just sort of through osmosis by being passed down through families and friends. Uh, we do have this new song out. Whether or not that's going to gain us any new fans or not is a good question. It may just feed the existing fan base. I really have no idea. 
But uh, fortunately, I don't have to worry about these things anymore because we have this uh, more or less built-in audience and we are able to do our thing with. Wow, that, that is just so wonderful to hear and know that you will still be doing new music. Mitch, what are the plans for 2023 for Crash Test Dummies? 2023, well, I think the first plan would be to get through 2020. Uh, well, we are in 2023, aren't we? I thought you were going <laughs> yeah. jumping up a year. Um, I, I think we've got, a, we've got a wonderful Christmas tour coming up. Uh, oh. And, and that's oh. going to be at the end of uh, November and into December. Okay. And uh, I'm really looking forward to doing that because yeah. we're going to be doing a lot of stuff that we actually haven't done as a tour, as a band before. Cool. Uh, so th that's going to be quite thrilling. And I think that all of our Crash SW fans, especially uh, those dates, are, I think, are all in Canada. So, a Winnipeg um, stop? Uh, Winnipeg is the last one. In, okay. In, in, uh, I think on December 22nd, I think, is, is the last one. Uh, the fact I remember a date is, is incredible. <laughs> uh, if it wouldn't have been, I have to say, if it wouldn't have been for Ellen, I might not have made it here today. Uh, Probably. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, but if, if you don't mind, I, I'd, mm -hmm. I'd like to go back one and uh, chime in on what they've already chimed yes. in about. And that I think anybody that saw us on the last tour, uh, with what Leith brings to the band, what Stuart brings to the band, uh, the band is very relaxed. We've never been uh, like the dance band, we've never been the big show band, we've never been that. And uh, right now the band is, is a lot of fun. And, and I honestly, I do believe that anybody who's been to the shows that we've done, say, in the last tour, those people are looking forward to us coming back. And I think that those people are going to tell other people. And, you know, if everybody tells two friends, that's how our fan base is likely to grow, uh, if it does. Because we really are having a lot of fun. Uh, I, I see more smiles out of my bandmates on, on this last tour than I have in, 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 in the last year of touring. Uh, you know, we've really got the right combination of people do, doing the right thing, uh, which is which is absolutely wonderful. Now, is that going to translate into the Christmas tour? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, guys? I think. As long as you smarten up, we'll be okay, George. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, well, we can hardly wait till December 22nd to have the Crash Test Dummies back here. Let's make sure that the show is sold out. Maybe let's make it... Uh, you know what, if it holds 1,600, 1,601, so we can just prove Ellen wrong that you can play <laughs> to a large show. <laughs> oh, but thank you to all of you for joining us here. Uh, we love you. Continue on. Congratulations. And folks, here it is, Sacred Alphabet, the lyric video. Watch it. And I, you know what, I'm going to lay bets. It will make you think. Thank you so much for joining us here on Hugh Spotlight, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having us. Object, object, 
verb or tense, sound had not been enslaved to sense. Bye. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.